Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's Evangelist Adalis. Good morning, everybody. We are back at it with the three things you can do to, um, you know, kill it at parenting. <laughs> I should use better language than that. Uh, three, you get what I'm saying. Uh, just to be a better parent. So we've gotten two out of the way. And I could go on for a while. I might, I might just pick this up randomly throughout the year because um, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about. But these three, I think, like if you can perfect these three things, you are going to be ahead of the rest. I mean, head and shoulders above the rest, sadly. So we talked about um, giving pow pows, disciplining your child, number one, being consistent. Uh, being loving in that. I know that that sounds like an oxymoron, but it's not. We talked about it. Listen to the podcast. I ain't going over it again. Uh, The second one is to train them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, training them up in the word, developing their spirit. Huh? That's so important to develop their spirit. And, and you, you mommies and daddies in the ministry, I said it I said it on the last podcast. <clears throat> I said it on the last podcast. And um a lot of a lot of ministers kids they fall by the wayside. I mean, they just slip through the cracks. I'm just going to say one of those things after next. They they literally they're neglected. Because you think, well, they're in the they're in the anointing, sister. That's where we want them. They're just in the service. That's not good enough. I want to say that again. Having your child in the anointing is life changing. But if you don't take time to shepherd your own children, I know that seems strange because you think like I'm shepherding, you know, a church of a thousand, a church of 150. Like I have to come home and do that. Yes. Yes, you do. You have to sit down with them. You need to make these deposits. You need to train them up in the word. Why we, why we believe what we believe. Now tell me how your day is going. Having physical contact, having eye contact with them, giving a hug, giving an embrace. This is all extra. This is not my third point here. I'm just saying this for all you ministry uh, parents out there. I might offend. (laughs) I might offend. But I don't care. I don't care uh, because a lot of, of, of ministry parents feel like their children are a burden. And you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that to me. You wouldn't say that to anybody. Any, anybody, any normal human being wouldn't say my child is a burden. But you act like they're a burden because the moment they come home from school, you've got somebody from the church picking them up, somebody from the church making sure they have their, their, their homework. You never see them. You never take the time to discuss how your day was <clears throat> because you think you're a, a gift to the body of Christ, which you are. But I'm just saying this mentality of like you kind of like setting your kids off to the side, 
having somebody else from the church take care of them because you are the woman of God, because you are the man of God. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. And your, your children will suffer not having you around and having you be there consistently. I know what I'm talking about. That's why we've made people get upset about Jonathan taking like private jets here and there. And that's a lot of money. But to him, it's worth the extra bit of money to be at home with Camila for dinner. It's, 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 it's worth the extra money to be there, uh, you know, Sunday night instead of Monday evening, because, you know, like you can't get a, a, a flight Sunday evening. So you'd, you'd have to do it first thing in the morning. Then you've, you know, depending on where you are, there's delays. So you won't even end up at, at, at your own house until afternoon, late afternoon, maybe evening. And so to him, it's worth spending time with his kid. It, to me, it's worth, I uh, would I, could I easily have somebody pick Camila up? You know, the commute to her school is, <clears throat> it's about anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour. So I do that each way. Now, can I have somebody do it? Uh, yes, absolutely. But to me, it's important for her to see me at the end of her school day for me to connect with her, for me to have lunch with her, for me to, uh, you know, talk to her. I want to see her eyes. I want to see what happened in school. You know what happens in school with one, one, with one look at your kid. But too many of us were too busy to even care, sadly. We're too busy to even, like, take a look at, like, why is she wearing headphones while we're driving? Why does she not want to talk to me? Why does my, you know, 15-year-old daughter feel so disconnected and so, like, you know, why, why is that? All they ever do is play video games, listen to music. So for you ministry parents out there, this is absolutely integral. They need to know you're there, and they need to be shepherd. Just as good as you're, 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 you're a pastor to, you know, the congregation that you pastor in, you need to be that same pastor for your children because they, they have you as a pastor. <clears throat> you're mommy and daddy, but you're also pastor so-and-so. So, so for you to just think, oh, they're in the anointing and, and they'll receive everything. I know for firsthand in my life that being an evangelist and being in the meetings and serving in ministry is not enough. It's just not. For, for my personal development, I had to personally develop it's not it's not good enough it's great you know these things there's signs and wonders and you're you're in it and and it's powerful and that does something to your faith but there's something about you studying the word of god there's something about uh, about like um you know the 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 love and care of a pastor that you care your, your family should be the first people on the list of, of, of individuals that have been impacted by your ministry. I'm saying this as the gift, as a pastor, as an evangelist. Like you should care enough to sit down with them and, and, and pour into them, which leads me to my third point. You need to sow the seeds of life into 
your children. Uh, that's a really long, lengthy friggin' thing. I don't know what else to, how to say it, but it's, it's just making deposits of, of, of good seed in their life. Let me tell you what's not a good seed a, or a good deposit that's going to bear, I, I, you know, either way you're, you're, de- uh, what I'm saying is you're depositing these seeds, good or bad. And there's going to be a harvest, right? Because if I sow a seed, I don't get, if I sow an apple seed, I don't just get one apple. I get an overabundance of apples. So when I sow a seed of negativity into my kid or positivity into my kid, there's going to be fruit that comes about, like a lot of it. There's going to be a harvest. And so we don't take into account, maybe you do, but a lot of people don't. And and I know this because I... I'm around people, okay? Especially, I don't know, Target. I, I learned a lot of lessons at Target. Um, and the way mommies and daddies talk to their kids, it's, it's no wonder, you know, people are the way they are. It's no wonder people turn out um, insecure and then insecurity breeds fear. And then fear breeds every kind of evil because you're trying to find your footing because you don't want to feel this fear. So like it's just you accept whatever comes your way as the truth in order to like try to get rid of this fear. It's crazy. And uh, it all really does start in the home. It starts in the home. So you as a parent, you have to deposit that seed of life. You got to deposit that seed of life into your child. This is what it doesn't sound like. Why didn't you do your homework? Are you an idiot? Why didn't you write that down, stupid? Um, yeah, uh, your your ears. Yeah, that's that's from your father. I don't know. I I didn't get that. <clears throat> My ears are perfect. You got that from from your father's side of the family. Uh, you're so skinny. Ew. You should start eating more. Does it sound familiar? Because <laughs> it sounds familiar uh, for me. So it's like, it's funny. It's like, okay, it's a good observation. But is it really producing anything of life? <clears throat> so why am I going to say it? I would never comment on my daughter's physical appearance in a negative way unless she looks schlubby, which I have. I'd be like, yo, you got to change. Those pants don't match with that shirt. You know, if it's something like that where it's like you don't want your kid looking homeless, uh, no, feel free to do that. You know, uh, Camila had qu- quite a bit of a knot on her head. And I said, Cam, honestly, you look like a homeless beggar. That might have been harsh. Uh, I'm just being honest here. But the point was, I could have done it better. I could have done a better job. But the point was, your appearance matters. And right now, it's less than desirable. Now, her physical attributes, like her eyes, her nose, her weight, her um, ears, like whatever, like I would never make a critical statement. In fact, we've gone out of our way to deposit seeds of life. You are the most beautiful girl. You have, when she sings, you have 
the most incredible voice that I ever did hear. You know, just things, am, am I lying? No, I'm not. I actually do believe she's got a great voice. Is it Mariah Carey? No. Is it Beyonce? No. But uh, uh, these little things of life, these little seeds of life, they're going to get her to think like, you know what? Yeah, I sound really good. I'm going to con- continue to try. Instead of me saying, uh, you suck, bro. Can you shut up? Can you shut the heck up? So, you know, that just will be like, okay, that dream is dead. Moving on because I don't, you know, it does something to do with kids' psyche. It does something to you as an adult if somebody commented on your appearance or said something negative about you. So why do you feel free to say those things to your children? Well, I got to keep the reality. I too keep the reality, but I don't say it in a way that's demeaning or that will produce a harvest of negativity in the future. I just won't. So you have to do the same. And and in fact, you've got to go. <laughs> this is why this is like uh, the third point here. Because uh, along with training your child, it 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 it, it really um, it it means you've got to be diligent, right? So consistency, diligence, uh, daily, all these words in order to be you know, effective. In order for that to be effective, it has to be done every day. Well, the same thing with these uh, words of affirmation, these these um, deposits of of life that you're giving. Like you really have to do it on a consistent basis because ultimately, your kids they're 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 watching things. They're around other kids at school. They're around people at youth group. And um, I would love to say, I would love to be um, so ignorant as to say that their surroundings are going to be, uh, uh, or, you know, the people that they're surrounded with are going to be people that will uplift and value my child and they wouldn't ever make fun of them. That's not the reality of the world that we live in. It's just not. You know, if your kid has a speech impediment, he's probably going to get made fun of. You know, uh, so so like uh, like all of these things, like all of these things, like I, w- I wish that I lived in, um, you know, that fantasy land of thinking that everybody's going to love my kid and everybody's going to treat him or her with the utmost respect and kindness and love. And the answer is a resounding no, that's not going to happen. So what do I do? I go over time to make them know that they are loved that they are favored, that they are accepted, huh? That they are gifted. How? By the words that I speak. By the words that I speak. Proverbs 18, 21, everybody knows this. Death and life are what? They're in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. That's just, that's what we were talking about earlier. So everything you say is going to create a reality for you. And I'm talking to you uh, not only just a biblically, like like a bib- Bible principle, you know, one plus one is two. I'm saying this as a form of raising your child. Make that work for you, bro. You are the most beautiful. That is going to do something for your child. To, to have them, to, to have that, you and your husband or your family or whoever, just go around and saying one nice thing. I really love your outfit today. 
You've gone far above, you know, uh, with cleaning your, your, your room. Look at, you're so talented. You're so organized. Even if maybe they're not, that's not their forte. I can tell you it's not Camila's forte. And it wasn't for many years until I started saying, Camila, look at your folder. This looks so neat. It looks so good. The rest of, uh, you know, the room was a disaster, but we started with the little things. That folder, look at all these papers lined up at the same way and they're just perfectly in order and perfectly, you know, um, uh, in alignment. See, I just, I start, I see the little things. And then that <clears throat> ended up, I was downstairs. I don't know what I was doing downstairs, but she comes down and she goes, Mama, I, I organized my desk. So it was like a folder. Then it was a desk. Mira, a folder, then a desk. Now the entire room, she's, now she t- she's taking pride. We literally got rid of like six bags of toys the other day. Just, you know, just as a side note, um, because we were like sifting through all of the stuff that she had. And she's like, yep, I don't need this. I don't need that. And I was like, okay, now for the rest of the stuff that's in this place, which is kind of bit, I said, I need you to organize it. And now she knows exactly where to go. I don't have to look for anything because she knows there's a home for that. And if, if there's not a home for it, we get rid of it. And so how did it start? By one freaking compliment on a stupid folder. You know, it's, it, it takes the effort of you finding, because some of you guys have multiple kids and, 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 uh, you know, there's just a lot, especially boys, teenage boys. And you're like, ah! you know, you just want to strangle them, you know, uh, uh, but, but put that aside and start seeing the, the positivity. You look really handsome today. Look at the, 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 the test score that you got. Put that bad boy up on the fridge, celebrate that. Tell them you're so intelligent. Man, my sister, <clears throat> not my sister, my daughter, Camila, she had um, a, 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 a reading thing, like a reading issue. Uh, so she wasn't ahead of a lot of the people that were in that classroom because um, they're brilliant. These kids are brilliant. Let me tell you what, like, you're really amazing. Um, they, you know, they read at kindergarten. To me, I remember like reading the first time that I read was legitimately like summer of first grade into second grade. <laughs> I mean, call me slow. Um, I mean, I, I it, it seems slow compared to how the, fast these kids are being trained. But anyway, so by kindergarten, she's like having difficulty reading, which I thought like, that's totally normal, right? Well, not for that school. So they wanted her in special classes. And so it was always like this big hoorah, right? These teachers are coming. She's really testing low on the reading I we really yeah, I would really consider hiring a tutor or maybe seeing if there's like a disability there. Uh just going to like a public school and getting her tested for her ears and maybe you know. So uh, in insinuating there's like a learning disability there. Maybe you should go and check it out. So I was like thank you for your concern, ma'am, but no, thank you. So you know what we did? She's an incredible artist. She really is. I'm not just saying that. Like she always has had like a gift for the arts. And so instead of focusing on the crap reading, not so great at that, that's fine. 
but dang, look at this tree that you made. So every little art piece that she made, I just collected them. And then I put them in, in, in our craft closet and I put them up on the wall. And then every now and again, I'd cu- go in there and be like, Camila, look at the, this art. Look how beautiful it is. Look how gifted you are. And I'm still doing that. I, I have a portfolio of all of these things that she's drawn. Um, and we keep it in a, in, in this, it's beautifully placed. And, and it just is like a, a, a compilation of, of the, the beautiful artwork that she's done. And, and we celebrate that. And so we celebrate and we magnify the gift instead of the problem. And it's not to negate it. It's not to ignore it because obviously she was in those learning classes. We put them in the, in, in, while she was in school, she had to take like an hour class away from the, the kids to kind of like, you know, read and do the, the, the phonetics. What the heck is even that? Um, phonetics, like, uh, phonetically reading, you know what I mean? And then I got her uh, more books and we took the time to do that every day and I would have her read and, and every day we'd chip at it, at, you know, and we'd, we'd reinforce the reading even though she didn't really care for it. We'd, I'd make it fun and I would, um, I, would, I would pour myself into her to make sure that she's caught up, that she's reading her sight words, that she's reading or, you know, uh, uh, doing whatever, the worksheets and, and all this extra stuff. So I didn't ignore it. I just chose not to focus on the negativity. So, so little by little, she started catching up to the point where today she's no longer in that class and she can read pretty darn good. Is there room for growth? Absolutely. There's always room for growth. But it's not It's not this like problem where it's like, oh, it could be a learning disability. No, we just it's focused on the good and then the rest of it, she just caught up. She just catches up. So I want to encourage some of you parents out there that have been like making such a big deal with the things that your teacher has been like handing you like, oh, you know, he's really slow in this and, and she's not really paying attention. She might have ADD and she might need meds. Listen, listen, focus on what they're good at. Start there. You know, it, it, it might not be anything big, but just celebrate it. Celebrate it anyway. It does something for a child. It does something for you if someone said, wow, like, you know, your office looks great. And be like, oh my gosh, like from, from then on, like your office will always look great because somebody commented on how nice your office is and how peaceful it is. Do you know what I mean? So all of these seeds, and I want you to understand the men of old, the blessing of the father was something that people, they coveted. They wanted that blessing. And what was the blessing? It was a spoken word. It was a, a spoke, let me say, it was a spoken word. Abraham spoke the blessing out. Jacob spoke the blessing out. We've got all of these people in that Moses, uh, all of these people that are speaking out the blessing. Why aren't we doing that on the day to day? It's not a chew and God bless you. That's, that's, that's the extent of, of what we do in blessing our children. You know, I, I, and I'm, I'm not saying this like I'm the perfect parent. I am the furthest thing from the perfect parent. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. But in my 15 years of observation, especially in the Christian realm of things, uh, with ministry and everything else, I, I, it's, it's very rare to hear 
uh, you know, a parent say, I bless you from the very depths of my being, Camila. And I do that often. I bless your life. I command you. And even as a one-year-old, she would say, I would say, I command you to be the, and she'd say head and not the tail. So I, I started ingraining these things in her. You are productive. You are head and shoulders above the rest. You are brilliant. You're a great reader. I would say those things. I would be, it would be like a confession because I'm pronouncing the blessing over my child. So I don't care what, you know, Miss So-and-so said about her. She might have a learning disability. I'm pronouncing the blessing and that's a lot more powerful, especially because I'm Holy Ghost filled. I'm a tongue talking, you know, spirit filled, Bible believing woman. And so I, I, I say those things. I speak the life into her. I say, uh, you know, you know, you see this, what mommy and daddy have done and, and, and the blessings that we're in, you're going to have it so much better. It's going to be so much easier for you. God's going to use you. And even as a kid, I'd take her hands and I'd slap her chubby little fingers. I would. And I would anoint them. I said, Father, let these hands raise the dead. Let these feet walk the, 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 the path that, you know, no man can get the credit for. Take her into greater heights. So you have to do that for your kids. Pronounce the blessing every time they go to bed. I command for your health to never fail. I command you to meet the right person. You know, they're like, command, like, what's it? No, I bless you in the name of the Lord. I command everything wrong made right. You know, uh, to be made right. So, so you, you have to do your part. You have to do your part in, in, in pronouncing that blessing. You just gotta. It's absolutely imperative. So, do these three things. There'll be more I'll add on onto it because there's a, a lot I can say, especially about ministries and, and the kids in the ministry. I just, my heart breaks for, for uh, those individuals. Um, but you could do it right. And you could do it so that like when, when your kids look at the ministry, it's not a burden. It's not something that they roll their eyes out and have to have like, you know, a Damascus encounter later in life to actually like, you know, start following uh, your faith or, or uh, wanting to pursue the ministry. You can get those kids to love the ministry now and want to be in ministry, like right now, like as children. And it's all, it's all how you approach it. And if, if, if you're approaching it in a negative way, if, 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 if they're kind of taking the back burner to what you really feel called, well, the, well, the anointing and the, the call of the Lord, and I, I have to know, your children get the priority. Like always, always. Listen, what, I, what I've come to understand, you don't have these kids forever. It's, uh, Camila's almost 10, <laughs> 10 years old. She turns nine, but like, you know, uh, you know w- once she starts high school, like it's, it's, it's quite literally like a blink of an eye. I, 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 I look at like uh, some of the people, I was actually like uh, looking at a singer I was, I was, cause he has like a ministry background. So I went onto his profile and I was thinking, oh my gosh, he had like kids at a wedlock. I can't believe he's got like a 15 year old. 
what in the world happened to him? He must have been, you know, back, he, he backslid and probably isn't serving the Lord anymore. Like, what is going on? He's got three kids? And then I realized, Adolis, he's been married for 15 years. You've been married for 15 years. Like, I could have a 15-year-old if we started, like, right away. I could have a, a, a freaking 15-year-old. And this, so I, I thought this guy had done backslid because he had a 15-year-old. But I'm like, oh, wait, no. They had a kid right when they got married. And he actually has a 15-year, what? Like, that to me is mind-boggling. Like, I could literally have a kid that's driving next year. That's that. It's almost too much for me to think about. But I'm I'm just putting that into perspective for you because the time you have with your kids is quite literally a blink of an eye. So you need to do your very best to set them up for 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 life, setting them up to thrive, setting them up to to be confident in who they are, setting them up to to love the word, to hate what is evil. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it, you have to happen. It has to happen. And it's so sad because like, you think like you're, you're doing your due diligence every now and again. And, and, but, but, you know, since they're at church all the time, we just let them do their own thing when they're home. And, and we don't really know what they are, they're into, but since they're at church so much, yeah, they're at church with their headphones on in the back, you know, and then you wonder when they go, go to college, they're not even serving the Lord. They don't want to have anything to do with you because then these colleges go hard on indoctrinating your child to think some crazy thing. And it works. Do you know why it works? Because there's consistency in it. Because for four years, that's all they're surrounded with. When you had 18 years with them, to surround them with the truth, to to, to fill them up, up with the truth so that when they get older, they don't depart from it. So they're working overtime to get them. There's, there's all kinds of incentives for you to take these classes and go to these places. And, and you can't sit down and have a, a cup of coffee with your teenager. You can't go out and, and take your kids for ice cream every now and again just to look in their eyes and talk, putting all social media crap aside. No, 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 no. We must stop. It must stop. So I encourage you, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to kill it. I just, I don't know what else to say. You're going to, you're going to be effective. You're going to be the best parent. What you've seen in the past, you don't have to replicate that. Just because you saw it and that was your normal doesn't mean that you make it your, your normal. You turn that thing around. If your parents, you know, uh, 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 hit you and, and they were abusive, there's a way of showing you discipline, showing your children discipline with love. That's highly effective without hurting them. Just about, I mean, you're hurting them. You're hurting their bum bums, but you're not abusing them. You're not acting um, out in rage or anger. There's a, there's a right way of doing it. You know, it's, it's not uh, uh, the, 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 you know, it's not going to church on, on Easter and Christmas. No, we're consistently going to the church. And then we're going to talk about it when we get home. And then we're going to have devotions every single day. We're going to pray as a family every single day. And then I'm going to speak life to you until you're annoyed. 
All right, Mom, I know I'm beautiful, okay? So these three things. If you do these three things, I'm going to tell you what. You are going to be winning. Winning, 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 winning. Let me know you're listening. Um, this is the Adalus Shuttles Earth Podcast. Subscribe if you haven't. And let me know you're listening by uh, capturing the screen. A uh, photo freaking thing, picture, screenshot, ASL. And then let me know. I'm on um, a, uh, Instagram, Adalus Shuttlesworth. We have a Facebook page as well if you want to put, post that up on our podcast Facebook page. Um, and let me know you're listening. I really love you guys. Thank you so much for the love and and um, the encouragement. You guys really are quite literally the best. It just amazes me that I get to do this and like, you know, help any way that I can. And and the fact that like you guys are responding saying like this really helps me is just mind blowing. I like thank you Jesus. I really do thank God for you. Um and uh we're doing a drawing every week for a gift. So it just changes. You'll find out when I post the winner. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time together with these wonderful people. And I ask you, Father, that we'd be able to diligently speak life to our children. I pray, Father God, that you would anoint every woman and man in this podcast place uh, to be a great parent. I pray, Father God, that uh, you would make them the most effective. I pray that you would use them mightily to bless those children. I thank you, Father, that every one of these children that you've given us the pleasure of raising, that we wouldn't take that for granted and, and, and that we'd be able to do it right. It's a privilege to, 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 to serve you in raising these children. So help us. In the name of Jesus, help us to be the best parent that we could possibly be. I bless their children. I bless their marriage. I bless them, Father, from the very top of their head down to the soles of their feet in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that the wisdom and truth found in these last three podcasts would be life changing. I pray if it, it was a sticky situation and, and home life was kind of crazy, I pray that as they are faithful and diligent in doing these things, that the turnaround would happen quickly, that peace would overwhelm that house, that joy would overwhelm that house, that every form of depression and wicked evil spirit that would try to come into that uh, home, that it would leave. I command it to leave now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of fear that would grab hold of those children, we command it to go now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that these years of, 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 of raising these children up from zero to 18 would be the absolute best as a family, as individuals, in the mighty name of Jesus, I curse cutting. I curse the thought of, of, of suicide. I curse every eating disorder. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, you've set us up to win. You've set us up to do these things on the daily so that the enemy wouldn't come in and, and take hold of our children. So, Father, we place ourselves at that doorfront. 
And we say, absolutely not. Not in this house. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. That as we are diligent in doing these things with our children, we see the fruit of it immediately. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. I love you. Hey, before you go real quick, I just want to ask, has there ever been a time in your life where you've committed to serving Jesus Christ? Has there ever been a time in your life where you've confessed him as Lord and Savior of your life? If the answer is a no, or maybe you're not sure, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Listen, there's nothing better than knowing that you're right with God. And there really is a heaven. There really is a hell. And and you have to make that decision today. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to stay with the world? Or are you going to faithfully serve God? And I hope you can say, I want to faithfully serve God. Because listen, the signs are there. It's a crazy world we live in. So would you pray this prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of my life. He's your son. He died on the cross, but on the third day rose from the dead to forgive me of my sin. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am forgiven. I'm set free. I'm a child of God in Jesus name. And if you prayed that prayer, this is me clapping for you. (laughs) You made my day. You made my day. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to the family. I'm so proud that you made this decision. It's quite literally the greatest decision of your life. And um, I'm just happy that I got to pray you in the in the in this prayer and lead you in this wonderful relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you made that commitment with me today, I want you to go to revivaltoday.com. That's our ministry page. And there's a button. It says, just got saved. I want you to hit that button and let me know that you prayed this prayer with me. And we will send you a little package just to say thank you uh, for praying this wonderful prayer. And uh, welcome to the family. I love you. Besitos.